Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee-hee and my hoo-hoo oh. and my ha-ha. <laughs> Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? <laughs> and Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hip music. Welcome to another Miguel and Holly on Sinside. Yes. We are decked out. You can check out the YouTube channel, Miguel and Holly YouTube channel. We're decked out in St. Patrick's Day. Gear. Yes, gear. Uh, I was just thinking that because it's a podcast, it's always kind of weird to do holidays like this, unlike the radio show, because... It lives you know, on and it could be listened to at any time. But like, You'll probably you listen s- Saturday. And you you'll see be like, the date and you know that it was done on St. Yeah, Patrick's Day. Yeah, so. I think it's fun still. Right. And Holly brought up a great point this morning um, before the show started about there is this tradition that's all of a sudden starting for St. Patrick's Day that parents are doing that... Well, like, don't get too... Like, I'm always afraid because you can't get too... Or maybe right. we can later on. I don't well, know. Well, that's why I'm like giving you the warning that if you have kids... It's sort of like the big secret that us adults know about things that happen during the holidays. Yeah. That us parents know about. And by us parents, I, think you're I mean doing you a parents. terrible job yeah, at yeah. this. Yep. I know. Yep. It's fine. Yep. Santa Claus! It's a podcast. Okay. We need to put a NS if F kids. Listen, I, I highly doubt someone's listening to our podcast right. and all the things we've talked about with their kids. I that's true. You know what? I think some do. Spoiler. In the car. Run there's around. going to be some very unkid-friendly topics ahead. That's what I'll say. Before that, okay, we have to sort of get very serious because mm. something very serious happened uh, yesterday in Atlanta because today it is uh, March 17th. And so we wanted to talk to someone that feels all the feelings about what just happened in Atlanta. And we have uh, Tweelon, who is a reporter at WTSP here in Tampa Bay, Channel 10. Uh, I don't even want to ask how you're doing right now, Tweelon, but um, can you just sort of, if someone has missed the story by the time they listen to our podcast, can you kind of catch us up with what happened in Atlanta yesterday? Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, But what happened in Atlanta? Details are still coming out. We're going to learn more in just a little bit. But one shooter, a 21-year-old, was responsible for driving to three different massage spas in the Atlanta area and shooting and killing um, eight people, most of which were women, of Asian background. So it's not confirmed that it's racially motivated, but because he did drive to three different locations, all of the same type of business and killed majority Asian women, a lot of people are looking at it and saying, you know, it's pretty obvious what happened here. Um, Although the motive is unclear, but that's what happened. And I think it brings up a lot of conversations and just as if 2020 and the following <laughs> 2021 wasn't oh, bad enough, we've got even more to pile on and kind of consider yeah. and think about from that situation. 
Um, Twilon, I to be honest, I was like, wait a minute, I do not want to mess up your name. Oh. Um, because we talked to you a year ago. Literally, it was March twentieth, twenty twenty. Wow. Wow. When we had you on our podcast to talk about the rising tide of racism, discrimination against Asian Americans. Here we are, freaking a year later. Mm. When you saw the news outside of, obviously, as a reporter, you were like, I want to get the facts. I want to know what's going on. As as an Asian American, how did that hit you when you first heard that yesterday? To be honest, it's hard to say, but I was unsurprised. Mm-hmm. Um, just because so much has happened in the last year, and especially earlier in 2021, we've just seen unprovoked attacks on elderly Asian people in big cities with huge Asian communities. So San Francisco, New York, we see people just walking up and like pushing elderly people over and they couldn't even celebrate Chinese or Lunar New Year Mm. in their communities and had to have groups of community members walk them for safety and just kind of stand there on street corners. And I think that's just so unreasonable in this day and age to have that type of thing going on. Absolutely it is. We all know this is happening and I think everyone can kind of relate if they dig down within themselves. If you're a woman, you've faced some kind of discrimination at some point. If you're a male, you've faced something. If you're a person of color, so I think everyone just needs to kind of dig within themselves to find a time when they were discriminated against for whatever reason. It could be your wealth. It could be your skin color, your gender, your sexual orientation. But I think everyone just needs to kind of dig and realize that this is happening at a huge scale and that's not OK. Now, I don't know how political you can get, um, you know, because obviously you are a reporter But, you know, you are a human being that has feelings. But I know you have a profession and a job and a reputation to uphold. But can you, if you can, connect the dots to how did we get to this point that these shootings happen? And once again, just to clarify, you mentioned we don't know a motive yet. But if we just had to speculate and put the pieces together, it just looks very suspicious. But how do we get to this point, this moment? Right. I think it's safe to say that it comes from leadership examples and top-down culture, Mm. right? If a parent sets a bad example for a child, they will do that same thing. If we have leaders at the highest level saying derogatory things about women, about people of color, if we have celebrities that have huge reach, preaching discrimination and saying things like that are okay, then we create a culture where those things are more acceptable to say. And that is a fact. I don't think we have to get political about it, but I do think that we see it every day. I mean, just with, you know, teachers, parents, you don't swear in front of your kids because you don't want your kids to swear. It's that same culture that's breeding. So when we have a lot of people speak out and say, hey, this is what I believe, people who also believe that will feel okay joining that community and maybe acting on it 
And that's how we get to where we are now. Mm. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And that goes for any uh, derogatory statements or thought line of thinking. I think you painted such a broad picture, but it's also very narrow in that what happens at the top in, in regards to not just politics, but anywhere is going to trickle down. Yeah. Right. I, on days like this, when you hear news like this, you just want to like shake something or someone, or you want to do something to make it better because it just seems you can't like piece together why. Like, why would someone wake up one morning and say, This is what I'm going to do? I'm going to make this ripple effect of emotions and actions because of this thought. Is there anything that we can do to make it better, to help, to continue to fight down uh, the anti-Asian sentiment that we seem to be having in our country? Is there anything that we can do? I think so many of us have been doing such a good job. We've had the last year to be prepared and learn on how to be an ally to the black community. We've had years to fight for LGBTQ plus communities. And I think it's just extending that because if you are going to be an ally and accepting and helpful and try and speak up for people, you can't pick and choose who you do it for, mm-hmm. right? You can't pick only the black community. You can't pick only gay, lesbian people. You can't pick only Asian people. You've got to consider the effect that when we're fighting for equality, we can't pick and choose. Mm -hmm. So just recognizing, you know, I think we've had years and years of normalization of making fun of Asian people. And the way I grew up in Asian culture, you're taught, you know, don't make a fuss. There were times when I was little um, that I would tell my parents, you know, some kid at school called me this. Or he said, my food, you know, you're bringing noodles to school. And they're like, oh, my God, what is that? They look like worms. Like, you know, and it's just difficult because we've had years of normalized Asian racism. Mm. But of jokes. I mean, Mm. women are always thought to be like Asian women are timid or, you know, you get guys that went to the war overseas and they come back and say certain things. And there's just this whole accepted Asian racism that's just been so normalized. And I think the Asian community has kind of taken it sitting down for a really, really long time. So just recognize what's going on. Reach out to somebody that you know. You know, don't do it in a way that's like, hey, you're Asian. Are you sad? Right. You have to reach out and be like, you know, I'm just here and I'm listening and if you want to talk that is what would make me personally feel better you know mm-hmm. just knowing that people are listening but mm. having people reach out to be like oh you're black how do you feel or right. you're Asian how do you feel feels a little disingenuous and a little more racist than it's intended it comes from a good place we understand that but I think just like letting people know that you understand and you're listening is the most important part. And I think, too, in understanding, you know, going through this this summer, you know, with George Floyd and Black Lives Matter and literally 
the week after George Floyd died, I mean, there were people that I had not spoken with in years who were sending me text and Facebook messages or Insta messages, and they were like, hey, are you okay? And I was like, how do you I, answer that? Right. Like, I, I understand. How do you answer that? Right. Well, I'm fine, but, you know, uh, the whole, the blacks as a whole were right. taking a hit. Like, what do you say? Like, it's, but like you said, Twee, it's like you understand you're, they're coming from a place of wanting to care. They felt something. Right. Exactly. And so I think what you're saying is perfect. It's just like, just like when I messaged you this morning, like, I was like, hey, first off, just want to know I'm thinking about you. Like, I, I understand before anything else. And if you feel up to it, we'd love to get your perspective. But as I'm listening to you speak, I understand now of, like, some things that I have done or said that weren't appropriate or were helping to continue with anti-Asian behavior. And so as I'm listening to you tell your story, I'm like, all right, I got to check myself. I got to change this. I got to do this. And so that's why I think what you're saying is so important is not just saying, hope you're okay or how are you feeling, but like, tell me about your experience. Tell me about why this hurts you so much so I can understand and I can do better because none of us are perfect. Not one of us walking this earth is like, I am totally unbiased. I am totally without any sort of biases or anything. Because... If you were to ask the internet as a whole, there's a lot of perfect people out there trying well, to act as um, right. they do no wrong. The, exactly, and then they they have the right to go forth and um, tell everybody else how they're wrong. Right. So it's unfortunate that those people exist because it's adding to the problem. Mm-hmm. They're they're actually adding to the problem instead of helping. So that sucks too. Absolutely. Right. And it's, I mean, it's the same thing when people say, like, I don't see color. I don't see race. That's the wrong thing to say. I personally feel like you need to see color. You need to see race and understand that there are differences and struggles and make an effort. Because when you say, oh, I don't see color, that just dismisses everyone's struggles and concerns. And it honestly, I personally feel like it makes people seem a little more ignorant when they say, I don't see color, because that just invalidates everyone's personal struggles and issues. It is. It is. It's ignorance. I think it's rooted in ignorance, which I think you can, there's a way to tell people like, hey, maybe in the 90s, it was cool to say, I don't see color, because that was like, at the time, that was groundbreaking, right, right? Right. But now it's like, okay, well, we've learned that you do need to recognize color. Yeah. But then go the extra step. Like, someone saying, well, I don't see color, just basically says to me, there's no problem here. So what do we do? I'm not the problem. There right. is no problem. There is a problem. Mm-hmm. And you're adding to it if you're not actively trying to make it better. Right. It just takes a little bit of recognition. And I think that's all anyone in this situation wants, you know, Mm. just the understanding that there is a struggle, that there are issues and that we're going to work towards them. Because if that's something you believe in, if you believe in equality and treating everyone fairly, then you understand what's going on. And then you say, you know what? I understand. I understand what black people have gone through. I understand what women have gone through. I understand what LGBTQ people have gone through. I understand what Asian people are going through. And I am going to consider that when something happens like this. Yeah. Mm. 
Have you experienced any latent racism or biases in your career as a journalist? I think absolutely. Mm. And especially now, I mean, there's this whole movement to be woke and we're diverse and we're telling all these stories. But sometimes it does get exhausting. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you look at Tampa Bay news in general, um, and the reporters on air, there's not many Asian faces, no. right? And so, especially at my station, I'm the only one. And so I know it comes from a good place. And I've gotten emails that are like, oh, here's this story about Asian discrimination that I think you would be interested in. And I'm like, no, I know. I right. know that's happening. This story is for you to read, for mm. you to understand. And so it comes from a good place when people are like, you know what? This is a great story. I think we should do it. We should talk about this. And I think, yes, absolutely, we should talk about Asian discrimination. But it doesn't fall on the shoulders of your only Asian reporter. Black stories don't fall on the shoulders of your single black reporter or anchor. Mm -hmm. It should be a conversation. I mean, it's uncomfortable. And we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Where everyone can say, you know what, I'm going to tackle this story regardless of my personal race or religion or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just what I've been feeling lately. It's just like, Oh, this Asian discrimination is happening. Would you like to do this as a story? Yes, absolutely. I want to share what's going on. I want to share, mm-hmm. but just the consideration sometimes of like, Oh, you know, maybe we should mention in the show as a whole, it's not solely my responsibility yeah. to talk about the Asian issues. Right. right. That totally makes sense. It does. I And I, I, I feel, I totally, totally feel you on that. I mean, someone just pointed out the other day, they were like, are you, Miguel, the only gay black man hosting like a top 40 morning show? And I was like, as a radio nerd, I don't know of any. Like, there may be in, like, a smaller city somewhere, maybe. But, like, I don't I, I don't know of any. And I hope that as we progress that you can see different types of faces on the news, hear different types of stories and voices on the radio. And I think that what you said earlier about how your parents were like, well, just put your head down and, like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. I think it's so important for you to continue to tell your story. And I'm so glad that your station is allowing you to be able to be upfront and to tell that story because it's so important for us. If we're going to progress, we have to understand what makes people hurt and what the things we're saying, how how it affects other people. Mm -hmm. And so thank you so much for, for sharing that. And before we let you go, it has been a year since we've talked to you. How's your year been? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Outside of, obviously, what we're talking about now. Right. It's been with, I just want to say, just don't get me wrong. I love working at my station. I am so grateful to have these opportunities to tell the stories that I'm telling because they're not getting the representation where they should be. Yeah. Um, so I am totally grateful for that. Don't get me wrong. It is just the morning of emotion. So do not let that get misconstrued <laughs> anywhere. Yeah. I understand um, that. But, you know, the past year has been, it's been good. It's been crazy. It's been weird. You know, I've just been at home for literally a year now, oh. um, kind of adjusting, you know, the way we tell stories, the way we grab interviews. Honestly, I don't mind it at all. <laughs> um, okay. I do miss 
the opportunity to go out and, you know, like go shopping in public if I want to or like go out and eat at a restaurant and not be super worried about the people around me. Mm -hmm. Um, But other than that, you know, like I've been home with my now fiance. We got engaged in the last year. Wonderful bright spot of all the crap of 2020. And like, Throughout the pandemic, we realized, you know what, we're really compatible and we're really great for each other and we're not sick of each other. So that was a win <laughs> and a I will win. take that any day. That's mm. a good test. Heck Amen. yeah, it is. When did you get engaged? Um, In, no, October. October. Oh, right around the same time I did. Well, congratulations. Yay, congrats. Thank you. Have y'all set a date yet or anything? You know, we have not. We started looking and planning, but then COVID uncertainty has just been so tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... People are, like, flocking to Florida to have their wedding yes. because of the lack of restrictions. Mm-hmm. So anyone else that had a date in 2020, 2021, they're all pushing. And, like, the next two years are booked out. So I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, Oof. have you picked a date? Yeah, we did. I mean, I, I figured as much that it would be kind of crazy. And so, I mean, literally the weekend after the engagement happened, we put plans into motion because – I'm that crazy person where I was like, we need plans now. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> we picked a date. It's one twenty two twenty two. Uh, so it's going to be in it. January. So keep our fingers crossed that everything is fine. We're okay by then. I hope. Wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah. I just, and our families are from two different places. I'm from Wisconsin. My fiance is from New York. Mm. Uh, Buffalo area. So it's just like, where do we have it? Where is it going to be convenient? Where is it going to be fun? So so tough. Yeah, that's a tough call. So, and you know what? This is a a good time Mm -hmm. to kind of take the time and then figure out exactly what you want so that you can, you can spend time planning. That's fine. Don't rush girl. Don't rush like I did. Enjoy. Yes. Yes. yes, it is. Oh, 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 God. Yes, it is. If y'all need, like, somebody to come sweep the floors at WTSP for a part-time job, I might be doing that this summer to pay for this one. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it, like, blew my mind. I'm, yeah. like, looking at stuff, and I'm, like, why does it cost $200 to feed a distant relative that I don't even like? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's man. a mess. It is so the true. The wedding industry is just trying to rake y'all over the coals. They are, and they're they're going to get the money, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Well, Twilon, thank you so much for opening up and helping us understand a little bit more what our Asian brothers and sisters are going through today. And then as we understand more about why this person made this decision to change people's lives like this, um, just know that we're thinking about you and thank you for helping us uh, understand a little bit more. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All we need is a voice and people to listen. So thank you for giving me that. I appreciate it very much. Absolutely. And when are you on? When can people see you on WTSP channel 10? Early morning friends um, from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. I'm on Sunday through Thursday. Okay. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, check her out, Twilon, on WTSP. And we have on the Miguel and Holly uh, YouTube channel, the video, we've had your uh, Twitter insta- or your Twitter handle up there the whole time. So thank you so much, and we appreciate it, and congratulations again. Thank you. Have a great day, guys. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. So interesting. Mm. Yeah. And I love hearing <clears throat> from other minorities because as a black gay man, like, my entire existence is a minority. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And 
so I find it interesting and fascinating to hear from another minority on what their struggles are. And it really makes me check, you know, what I say and what I do and makes me want to be better and be a better ally to to help. Because I, I had no clue that that was part of Asian culture is to sort of just yes not say much and well, just to sort of let it ruffle you know, the feathers. Yeah. No, you don't want to ruffle the feathers. It's, yeah. a, it's very much a culture of respect, <clears throat> honor, you know, um... And and not, not they're they're not allowed people, right? Right. Right. Like, so it's when she was saying that, I was like, yes, this makes a hundred percent sense. I absolutely mm-hmm. get it. But in that same way that, like, here's how the culture is, you can see how it's been unfortunate because they have been just having to take it. Yes. Because right. that's yeah. not how that's their normal reaction isn't to get like get in the middle of a street. Well, and I'm painting with a broad brush, obviously, but a lot of Asian culture would not have someone like jumping into the middle of a town square and being like, I'm going to tell you what, like you don't see that often. And there's a reason for that. Culturally, there's a different set of standards. Right. So. Mm. Well, if you are Asian, hopefully we were able to, make you feel like you're not alone in whatever your feelings are right now in the days uh, after this as we find out more information about what happened in Atlanta. Mm. Um, But moving on to something that a little more lighthearted, Holly, Hmm. you're upset. Warning. Some things are going to be said that... and I'm even, like, telling myself this because I'm like, oh, this is going to come back to bite me one day. I'm yeah. sure of it. I'm sure of it. But Ow. in this moment, okay. mm-hmm. I'm irritated. Mm-hmm. And it's not for, kid- for kids, okay. not for children. And I may even upset quite a few adults. Oh. Holly I'm at hot1015tampabay.com. Oh, gosh. <laughs> why? Why? I got too many messages already. <laughs> Wait, it's better there than in your Insta. It's it true. At least in the email. Like, you always say, you ever like brace yourself when you go to open your emails like, yes. to like, get rid of a bunch? You're like, what fresh mm. hell is going to be oh, in my, this? Oh, my gosh. Anyway, we got to talk about St. Patrick's Day celebrations for kids. Why you mad? Why is American society trying to put more pressure on me as a parent to do more stuff? Because mm, it makes we the money. We already know that parents are overworked, they're tired, they're stretched thin. The pandemic has made it worse. It's like you're trying to juggle all these different things. And we already have a culture of moms feeling like they're not good enough. They can never be good enough. You can you're stretched too thin. It's it's just we already know about all that. Mm-hmm. And then someone had to come along and make the leprechaun a thing. The leprechaun. The leprechaun. What is the, the leprechaun? Le- what is the leprechaun doing? And that's the problem. I don't know. And maybe it's that's like part of this issue. So let me just ask y'all. When we were kids, the three of us, on St. Patrick's Day, did you wake up on St. Patrick's Day morning expecting to find treats and goodies because a leprechaun had visited you overnight? No. Absolutely not. No. You hope for a St. Patrick's Day party at school. Right. Where someone would bring in some green cookies with yeah. icing on it. And that right. was about Corn it. beef and cabbage. My right. mom put, dressed me up for school in this exact pin that I'm wearing that you can see on the Uncensored podcast on the on the YouTubes. Mm-hmm. She put me in that. She put me in a little green skirt. Like, yeah. I think we ate corned beef and cabbage. Yep. 
you know, I did one year was extra exciting because for school she got me like a headband with those like uh, shamrock little boingers oh, on them. Oh, good old boingers. Oh my God, did they light up? N- Miguel, this was like the late eighties, early nineties. They they had glitter on them that shimmered down on you every time you did in your head. They didn't even have light up things. They didn't know how to make those. Then. Well, just a few years later, we we had the light up ones. Yeah, the electricity. Nice. Yeah. You could have got them in high school when I was in middle school. It's fine. Yeah. Oh my! God. I still rock my button though. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So I didn't grow up with this, and I guarantee no. you, nobody that you know that's listening to this grew up with this either. But somewhere, and I again struggle to understand. I really put thought into this last night. <laughs> Was this around the same time? I'm so scared to talk about this because I don't want to f anybody up. Like I'm real, I'm having like anxiety, like deep anxiety right now. So well, this- I mean, we'll just realize though that we've given multiple warnings. Yes, it's the uncensored podcast. We're not talking about it on the air. Um, and also there are other radio shows and entities that talk about the truth of Christmas. How dare they? But well, they talk about it. That's and we've animal. given multiple warnings. Okay. Yes. It's not like you can just stumble upon this. Yeah, no, we're like, waiting. Elf on the shelf ain't real. <gasps> what the fuck? <laughs> God, I wish this could be a promo. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> oh, I just want to make that something. <laughs> I wish we could, uh, but we can't because of reasons. Anyway, okay. So Elf on the Shelf ain't real. It is a thing that you buy at the store. Please stop. You're telling me there's not a real life elf no! that pops up on your shelf and moves around? No! Jesus, Get the fuck Jesus. out of here. So, you, would, I, you would think that we're swearing on our broadcast frequency right now. Like, Ollie, that's how much anxiety. why is your face turning red? I just, like, Ollie's maybe it's because I'm a parent, yeah. A, and then I, like, I think the other part of it is I don't like to spoil things for people. You know this. Mm-hmm. Movie endings. Uh, TV shows, like, I don't like to spoil stuff for people. So maybe that's where this is coming from. I don't know. I could just feel someone, like, if I were to ruin something for someone, I would hate myself for the rest of my life. Just know that that's how I would deal with it. So that's probably why. It's more of a selfish thing where I don't want to have to hate myself. That's good. We don't want you to hate you either. Anyway, I think this leprechaun thing started popping up around the same time Elf on the Shelf did. And Mm. I have the same feelings about elf on the fucking shelf too like (laughs) why are we giving parents more shit to do right and more opportunities to fail Mm. now i get like in the uh, for the good of it i get where it's coming from because as also as a parent it's so fun to have these little things with your kids like the we do elf on the shelf i could have just not done it right Right. but i do it because it's fun like Ah, it's it's as a parent, half the fun of taking your kid to, like, Disney for the first time or, you know, Christmas or Easter or whatever, it's, yeah, it's providing an awesome experience for them as a child. But a lot of it is for you as a parent because making your child happy and joyful is one of the best parts of being a parent. Mm-hmm. That joy that they experience, you're also experiencing it. It's like oxy. Tocin, uh, uh, serotonin overload. Did I say the wrong thing? I'm going to say oxycotton overload. Not, not oxycotton. No. Oxy, the, the happy, the feel Endorse, good Endorphins? Endorphins and serotonin. serotonin. It's like a surge and like, I don't get to see it. I don't get to have that thing. But like, had I been there this morning and woken up and my, my kid was running around and was like, oh, I would have been like, yes, look how excited you are. I, I did it. 
I mm. made that joy happen in a child. Like, yes. It's a feeling like none other. So believe me, I get where it comes from. But. But. Mm. So this is where my fun ruiner part of my personality comes in. <laughs> like, it's too much fucking work for parents. Yeah. We are not on the same page. We, There's no way for us to be on the same page now. And it's like it it widens the divide between the haves and the have-nots. Mm-hmm. So with, and like, I'll just, there. I have a whole thing about Elf on the Shelf. We're going to leave him back over in December where he yeah. needs to stay. Mm-hmm. Or her. Um, but for like the leprechaun thing, I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? Who, what group of parents got together? Were they like Pinterest moms and dads that were like, we need more joy for our kids, which again, it's coming from a place of good, but you realize there's no overarching theme and set of instructions for the leprechaun. All I know is that, uh, before I had a kid, I used to have a friend who had, uh, some children. And she was telling me around St. Patrick's Day. So this was probably in like 2010, maybe like, no, maybe like 2011, 2012, before I had a kid. And she was like, oh, I'm so excited to do all this stuff for the kids. And they're going to wake up and the leprechaun will have like destroyed our house. It's so fun. And I was (laughs) like. That sounds joyful. I was like, that sounds like a lot of work, A. And B, who who told you you should do this stuff? Right. I didn't know we're we're doing that now. Are we doing that? She's like, why would you not? And I'm like, well, again, it's a lot of work. So then fast forward. Now I have my kid. I didn't say shit about that damn leprechaun. No, bye. But guess what? She goes to preschool. She goes Mm. to whatever it's called, VPK. And in VPK, the leprechaun becomes a thing. Mm -hmm. She learns about it at school. So she comes home and she's now expecting, mom, the leprechaun's going to leave pennies in the house. I'm Mm. like, like what? Who that loose change? Who said that? The next year at kindergarten, she comes home. We have to set leprechaun traps. We're going to make him at school, but, like, maybe we can bring it home and, like, see if we can catch the leprechaun in the house, and he's going to dry the milk green and all this stuff. And I'm like, wait, do I need to take some notes? Like, you uh, said he's going to do what to you? To the milk? I'm, like, not taking notes, and I'm starting to feel frantic because I'm like, if I don't do this... I'm bursting a bubble that mm-hmm. has already been created and for you my didn't kid. Even it. And I didn't have anything to do with it. First grade, the same thing happened. Now we're in second grade. Oh, and so they didn't do leprechaun traps at school this year. Um, and so when she, she was like, we got to do a leprechaun trap at home. And I'm like, I don't even know. Like, what do you do? How is there cage. like a. And I'm like, <laughs> with what? Do we put a box and like put a paper towel holder in it? Like, this seems like a lot of work. That we are, we got to study for your science test. You have a test about Mozart coming up. We got to do your weekly, your daily math page. We oh, got to lo- do your spelling words. We got to do your reading log. And now you're telling me we got to do a leprechaun trap? What oh. do leprechauns eat? I don't Humans. know. But oh. that's the thing. Like, I don't know. They, somewhere else in the, I'm sorry, I feel like I'm talking a lot, but I'm really, this is really helpful for me to get it out. So somewhere in the world, so, like, there's all these different versions of, like, the leprechaun. So what does he do? Where does he go? Is it like the elf on the shelf? I don't know. And frankly, when you Google it, there's too many different versions. And I see all these other people that are my friends, and I've seen them on on Facebook and on Instagram today, and they're like, here's our leprechaun trap. I'm like, well, and a rose on your fucking nose. Oh, wow. I'm not That's actually mad at yeah. them. I'm not actually no. mad at them. But, but I'm mad that we have to do it. Ooh, I'm stressed out now. I know. That sounded like so much okay. stuff. Let and, me ooh, tell you God. what. My, I'm, I'm wrapping this up, I promise. But let me explain last night to you. So on the way home from school, I'm driving Maya and her friend. Her, I drive her friend home on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Oh. 
So they both get in the thing. They're like, we're so excited for the leprechaun. Ah. Immediately, panic mode sits in for, sets in for me. So they get in the car, and Maya's like, oh, my God, the leprechaun. And I'm like, hey, whoa, the leprechaun is not a thing. And both of them went, uh. oh. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Crap, you ruined it. You just said Santa Claus ain't real. I basically did that. Mm-hmm. And I mm. Maya started crying. The little girl was silent. I go, oh, no, no. I mean, a thing. Yeah, of, You misunderstood what I meant. But, like, we're all aware in this car, right, that, like, the leprechaun is not the same as Santa, right? Like, leprechaun's not bringing presents. And they're like, oh, no. Oh, no. I'm right. Like, Clearly. I'm like, okay, thank God. Y'all know what I meant then. Did Maya stop crying at that point? Yes. Oh, good. Thank the Lord. It was crisis averted by the skin of my teeth. Like, I felt like like the worst parent on the planet at that moment. So we drop off our friend, we go home, and we, at that point, now I'm like, I didn't do leprechaun shopping. Mm. So I'm like, we get home, and I'm like, now I'm like starting to like be like, okay, well, we do have a lot to do today. Maybe I can, I, I'll think of it. I'll figure it out. I'm always, I, I'll always figure it out. Yeah. But then like lots of stuff happened yesterday afternoon. She did have all those tests, I said, and we had to do all the homework. And then, uh, like, oh, oh, we had an interview with Celebrity yesterday. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that later. That was, like, a big chunk of the afternoon because, I don't know, we were on call for, like, an hour and a half. So I'm like, I can't leave the house to, like, go somewhere then. So we had to do that. There was just a lot. By the time 7.30 rolls around, which is Maya's bedtime, I'm in the same position I was at 3 p.m. when I picked her up from school. Yeah. So I put her to bed. She was bouncing off the walls with excitement about the leprechaun. She's like, I am so excited to see what he brings. Like, do you think he's going to, like, bring those coins, like the chocolate gold coins? Maybe he'll bring those. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, oh, my God. It's Jewish. The guilt, right? So I'm like, "Um, let's not have too big of expectations because we don't know, you know, about this. I I don't know a lot about the leprechaun. We're we're just going to have to Learning together. She talked about it so much that by the time she finally fell asleep, it was close to nine. And I was like, I am fucking screwed. Oh, no leprechaun coming to this house. I was like, as I was laying with her and I could tell she was trying to fall asleep, I was like, maybe I can go over to Party City. Do you think CVS has stuff? No, I was in CVS the other day. They don't have shit. So I was like, what? So I look at my, everything's closed. It's almost nine. I'm like. Oh, my God. So then I start going through. I'm like, do I have some, like, old gold coins? No. (laughs) I'll I'll tell you what I found. I found an old green rosary. I'm like, maybe this was St. Patrick's. I don't know. I don't know. Use your imagination. That's a better gift. A bottle of Guinness? I got, no. (laughs) (laughs) We, thank the Lord, have a box of Lucky Charms. Oh, there you go. Got that out. I have, like, a little handkerchief with some shamrocks on it. I've got... Gasparilla beads. Uh, so I got golden green beads out. I decorated the kitchen with those. I thank God have some um, temporary tattoos that I have left over from last uh, St. Patrick's Day that I cut up, and I left a trail of them coming out of her bedroom to the kitchen where there's a box of Lucky Charms with some Lucky Charms thrown around. I cut out a little shamrock out of a paper, and I said, Top of the morning to you, Maya. I put that, and then I put the thing, the rosary, the thing, and I was just like, that's all. Oh, oh. That's all? That sounds and amazing. And I put... Green food dye in the milk. Oh, the you're milk a savage, Holly. Green. So I finished and I was like, this is the best I can do. There's uh, no treats. Uh, there's no candy. fucking fantastic. But that's what I did. And as I was doing all this, I was like, why? Like, why do we, we all have to do this now? I don't think you have to. You can always just be like, girl, the leprechaun has got COVID and he couldn't come this year. 
Maya That's is way smarter than you. I'm sorry. Mm. Like, she, like, you would parent her like your mom parented you, but you didn't ask questions. Mm-hmm. Did you ever ask questions of Angela Jackson? No. Maya asks all the questions. Mm. And it's too hard to mm. try to outsmart her. It's too many questions. Well, maybe I, I is it time to be like, no, it's not real. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. I. Am I mean, not, if you're at this I point, know. like if it's you can't. Me. No, but if you can't find all this stuff, and so then you know she's gonna be disappointed. Can you not just be like, I'm sorry, baby girl. I gotta come clean and tell you the truth. I've been. I wanted to make this magical for you, but this leprechaun is real. But don't worry, little Nestletoe bitch elf is coming. You know. Again, there's too many questions there. Like you don't ever. I mean, I don't know. And maybe we would take, have to take a poll of parents somewhere. Like, do you pop your own kid's bubble? I don't I'm think just you a, do. I don't think so my either. My friend still lives on to his trauma when his mom, like, literally, like, my best friend, I, the way he found out about Santa, because his mom was like, I guess he came down, there was no presents ready, and she was like, Santa's not fucking real. Oh. <laughs> and, like, my, literally my friend, like, we'll be talking about it. He still, like, will bring it up as, like, a joke. <laughs> But, but the fact that it still lives with you, yeah. like that obviously shows that that was a little bit of a traumatic experience. It is traumatic. to his mom. I know, she is hey. hilarious. I, I need love her. for her to be the one who starts getting what, like you have, it's on them, I feel like. You got to be like, they've got to come to you and already start to have some knowledge. You or can't- your friends tell you at school. Right. I don't even know how oh, yeah. I learned. Yeah. No, that's how, that's how it happened to me. Somebody told me in third grade. And um, yeah. I don't know why my mom did this, but I when I asked her about it, she was like, that's wrong. That's. No, he's real. And I was like, I went back to school that next day, and I'm like, my mom's not even real. And she was like, your mom's lying. And now I'm like, <gasps> no! So like, lying. I get it. So the first time that Maya will ask me about it, I need to be ready and prepared to talk about it. And that's fine. But I'm not going to pop the bubble no. on my own. I just don't think you do that. And maybe, maybe other parents disagree, and that's fine. But it just feels like, like I want to do cool things. But enough is enough. You have a lot on your plate. I also already. found out, like, and I didn't hear about this either. For Easter, the Easter Bunny comes. Oh, girl, no. <laughs> Isn't that like in two weeks? Yeah. Uh, what the hell? Girl, so you got. <sighs> this is what I'm saying. Bye. My my person, I, he got mad like you did. He's like, this is bullshit, blow. And I'm like, hey, I'm the mad one here. You hold on with your madness for a second. Let me be mad. I'm the one that that'll fucking do it. So hold on. <sighs> Easter's a thing. Easter's a thing. And this year it just happens and to be real gonna close. Cupid's going to come for Valentine's Day. Well, that's going to be next, Skeleton's I'm Skeleton's going to come on Halloween. Like oh, don't forget man. about Uncle Sam coming from the damn grave for 4th of July. <laughs> well, so so bet. You got to <laughs> put the Statue of fucking Liberty all over your goddamn house. I would not oh. put it past these fucking parents. Say go to Milo, a donkey walks in your house. <laughs> and the, yeah, and then I the donkey's can't. like, y'all racist. Listen, <laughs> what's going ha- like, to happen is that Easter is normal Easter, but then the last year or two she's like, I heard at school that if you plant Jelly beans, lollipops grow. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck. Last year, I was like, we're not doing that. And she's like, Bleh. so this year, she's like, we're, I'm going to do it. And I'm like, this is the stupidest fucking thing I ever heard. How do you even make that work? So what's going to happen is she's going to plant those jelly beans, and they're not going to grow into lollipops. And I'm going to be like, I guess that one was a myth. Because I can't. Start, start, start. That's how you start the process, that all this stuff is not real. It's just that she's too young, Miguel. We still got... 
Easter Bunny. Yeah, she is really. We nice. have Santa. We have the Tooth Fairy. Like, there's too many things. You can't just be like, you know what? I'm tired of this. So fuck you. Well, you could. That's what my friend's mom did. I don't want to be your friend's mom. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to cause childhood trauma. I want to help her through her childhood trauma. I mean, but you are helping her process things. Yeah, she's I, gonna be the cool kid at school, and she tells everyone else. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mine's gonna walk around and be like, he ain't real, Everyone's bitch. Like, no! I don't want that. I don't want that. I love my child, and I want her to have all these things for as long as possible. Because especially it seems like nowadays kids grow up so quickly. Yes. Mm -hmm. They really do. Like, that's not a joke. Like, they just, unless you're a parent who is able to fully, like, shelter your kid through for whatever reason. Because it takes a lot more effort nowadays to keep them sheltered than it does to. Oh, yeah. You know, so I give those parents credit if if that's, you know, the choice that they're making. Well, it's that's so the trade-off. Difficult. That's it's- the trade-off is that if you're going to do that, you have to know that you it's need to work. put like a a, a, a a reminder on your calendar the week before any holiday to be like, all right, I need to go to Party City to get Lucky Charms. Right. Easter basket. Right. And Cinco de Mayo. Let me say. Memorial Day. I'm taking responsibility <laughs> for this. I, Labor Day. Yes, thank you. I get that it's my fault. I Arbor get <laughs> that I didn't prepare. It just makes me irritated that, like, nobody asked for this, and now suddenly we all have to do it. I don't yeah. know. That's all. Oh, man. Sorry. No, I get it. After you explain, I get it now. I feel if, emotionally drained. If After Uncle talking, Sam has to come up in our house at 4th of July, I am coming. throwing oh, he will him come. out. And no, then, don't forget. out of America. It's true. <laughs> I, I'll make some awful jokes. That's, I think we've made enough awful jokes today. Um, all right, we're done. I feel emotionally drained. After talking to uh, Twilon and then hearing about this, now I'm pissed off about fucking St. Patrick's Day. I'm about to go get myself some beer and a good-ass time. That's how I'm celebrating. That sounds delightful. It's going to be delightful. I'm making it delightful. I got to work, like, all day. But then I will do it. Yeah. That's, it sounds like it's going to be fun. I'm making corned beef and cabbage, but... I want the gold. Tell them where the gold at. Scott, what's your uh, Instagram stuff? My Instagram is at Scott Tavlin. You'd spell that S C O T T T A V L I N. Holly. Radio Holly, so you can just yell at me. Oh, jeez. Listen, if they made it this Instagram, far, TikTok, and Twitter. That's fine. Listen, if you've stuck with us this long in the podcast, then. I think we're good. We can have these open and yeah, honest conversations. Yeah, we should be able to talk openly like this. Yeah, I, I, I needed an outlet. Like human. I really wanted to talk about it, but it's I'm still so scared. So just know that I apologize if I ruined anything for anybody. All right, and I also want to say thank you to the Miguel and Holly uh, platypus posse yeah. that uh, have been watching this on the Miguel and Holly YouTube channel and leaving comments. We try to always respond to you on there. So thank you so much for leaving comments. And if you want to please leave us a review. You on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, iHeartRadio app, wherever you listen to the podcast, leave us a review. You can also follow me on any of the platforms at Miguel Fuller. And if you want a Miguel and Holly sticker, just shoot me an email, Miguel at Hot1015TampaBay.com. Mm. Bye. Scott, I always do you first so you can hit the button. Catch up up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.